Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. Thanks as always for tuning in. Um, just before we start, just to remind you, this is part two of my chat with Dom. In the first part, we talk about gun laws and we continue our chat about that. Uh, and then we move on to war, um, religious extremism, and then we start talking about religion. With Dom being a Christian and myself being an atheist, I think it's a great chat. I mean, the majority of this conversation, I'd say probably at the last 40 minutes or so, is about religion. You know, uh, us just discussing some of the issues with organised religion, how laws can be affected by religion and what we think about that. And just, it's, it's a really good chat. It's, it's one of those chats that really makes me proud to sort of host this podcast and will do pretty much everything to do with this podcast it is just me it's it just makes you proud because you can have these debates these discussions which is not hostile it's it's just in a almost in a sense a safe space sort of environment where it's just like people can have disagreeing ideas but it's not no one gets really offended by it and i like having these sorts of conversations with people where you don't agree on everything so yeah i think this chat is absolutely brilliant um thanks for always always for listening uh and just before we get started there's a quick message from some fellow podcasters and then it goes straight into it and i'll be back at the end hey everyone my name is drew this is josh and we host a show called dudes with brews on a porch every week we pick a different wisconsin-based beer or coffee we try it out we let you know what we think we talk about life we talk about sports all things wisconsin a lot of paranormal things come up as well who knows what we'll talk about next as we dive into our weekly beverage dudes with brews on a porch can be found on itunes google play stitcher and anywhere else you find your podcast dudes with brews on a porch brought to you by the podcast network pew pew audio dude Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. It's almost it's almost wrong to say you can't have it because I don't think you're good enough. Yeah. That guy can. Yeah. Because if everyone has the same right to own a gun, who are you to say, no, you can't buy it? Well, that's the problem, isn't it? It's one of the things that I've found. My main issue with it is... This is the thing that a lot of people. Look, I, I, you're you're obviously uh, more uh, right leaning than I am. I'm I'm like kind of centre left, and I think you're kind of more almost halfway between centre and right yeah. in a sense. Uh, but we agree on a lot of issues and stuff, and you know we have a good back and forth for a lot of these things. Mm. But what I find with um with the guns, the, the main issue I have with guns is you're never going to get rid of gun crime. Obviously, in England, people do get shot. It's not yeah. It's not as common at all. And there's no. no, I don't think there's any massacres, excluding gang violence. You don't really hear about that much. There's not really any massacres of innocent no. people. It, it hasn't happened for many many years. And the thing is, is the reason for that I find is you know there's a, there's obviously around uh, the Western world there is an epidemic of mental illnesses you know and yeah, almost, uh, yeah. there's a lot of people with depression and bipolar and all these sorts of other horrendous things and so that is an issue and a lot of people say oh you know it's not guns are the problem it's these people who are like this it's like yeah but there's always going to be a percent we can try and cut down the amount of people who are going to be depressed and try and help these people but there's yeah. always going to be a certain percentage of people who are fucking crazy. Yeah. That's, that's complex. You get rid of all the guns, you're going to get people driving on pavements. You get rid of every car, you're going to get people running around with knives stabbing people. You get rid of that, you're going to get people abducting people in mass amounts and killing them. It's just, you know... You can't like, stop it happening, you can just make it a bit harder. Well, that's the thing. It's like, this is a controversial thing to a degree, but rape. Rape is a fucking horrendous thing and it's one of the worst things a human being can do to another human being. Yeah. You are never, ever going to get rid of rape. You can't stop it's, it. You can't. It's, it's people, an unstoppable people thing. Rape. However... You know, the scorn and the disgusting nature of it is completely deserved. Yeah. Like, it is a horrid thing to do. Yeah. You can't stop it. Yeah, but you, you can, can only, curb it. Yeah, you can only try and curb it and try and punish it to a, a severer degree as possible 
to try and prevent other people from wanting to do it. Exactly. You, people you people may want to do it their entire life, but then may never do it because they're too worried of the consequences. Exactly. In that's, that case, that's you, success. You've Precisely. prevented a rape. Yeah. But you can't... I mean, obviously, you've got like, rape alarms, pepper sprays, things like that, exactly. self-defense classes. Yeah. You can try and prevent it as it happens. Yes. But equally, if you can prevent people from even trying to do it, yeah. that is even better. Yeah, you want to have a preventative measure, not something that solves it after it's happened. You know, yeah. you want to prevent anything happening, not be able to clean up afterwards. And with 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 these sorts of things, what a lot of people, some people want to live in this utilitarian, uh, not utilitarian, this utopian world where there's no violence, no one's horrible to each other, and that'd be lovely. But that's not going to fucking happen. It's like, not realistic. It's just not going to happen. Brutal honesty. We're never going to live in a world without rape. We're never going to live in a world without violence. We're never going to live in a world where people aren't pieces of shit. That's unfortunately yeah. part. You have like nearing eight billion people, or seven billion people. You know, soon in a few years, it's going to be eight billion people. You can't have eight billion people and not have a decent chunk of them being fucking nuts. Okay. Yeah. But what you can do is you can try your best to, as we said, curb it. And yeah. with, the, with America, I'm not saying people should have all their guns taken away and stuff. The only thing in America I say that should be able to be done is two things. If we could, if they could prevent these two things, I'd be fine with it, okay? Or at least cut it down severely uh, to a similar degree Britain or, or any of the other sort of European countries that haven't got issues with it. Mm-hmm. All I want for America and stuff is no mass shootings. You know, if you can get rid of mass shootings, that's just horrendous. And also, obviously, one of the things that I find is Say, I've used this example before, I can't remember if I have on the podcast, um, but say I was suicidal, okay? Mm-hmm. Say, and I want to kill myself, and I was gonna, I got a gun, and I was going to shoot myself. Uh-huh. But let's say, the only thing I hate more than myself is, let's say, uh, people who like Taylor Swift or something. I've got a problem with Taylor Swift, I just want to clarify. But let's just say, for some reason, I think anyone who listens to Taylor Swift are a piece of shit, okay? So what I do, I go to a Taylor Swift concert, I shoot as many people as I can, and then when the police show up, people start showing up and trying to get me shoot myself then I've done what I wanted to do because I killed myself Mm -hmm. and I've taken all these people down with me that's the issue you have these people who are mentally ill who don't care about dying who don't care about this like the people in the um, I think it's the Eagles of Death Metal concert in um, was that Paris? yeah in the Backland Theatre in Paris yeah and it's like obviously it's extremism you can't you can't stamp it out like wars on terror and stuff like that and the war on ISIS against ISIS and stuff like that is is right. You can't. We live in a world with too much conscience. You can't know that suffering is going on and not do something to prevent it. Yeah. The only way to prevent it, unfortunately, is military action. For now, yeah. With ISIS and stuff, that's yeah. one of the things. Like, you can't. Like they're extremists. They're not yeah. going to listen when you say, "Please don't kill these innocent people." They're going to say, "No." Yeah. It's just going to happen. It's a very difficult area with ISIS, especially with yeah. like drone strikes. So I don't know what my opinion is on that because I find yeah, drone strikes are horrendous. You kill a lot of innocent people, and it will. Doing so does turn a lot of people mm. on to ISIS. But equally, we can't do nothing. Again, and I don't see. Think, I don't think anyone has the answer. There. It's the things problem. like that as well. People go, "Oh no, you killed lots of people." It it happened quite a lot in um in the Gulf Wars, and uh, where people go, "Oh no, you killed all these innocent people." Well, those innocent people were actually Saddam's Republican Guard who just were in their own homes. Yeah. And what they like, it's I re- I'm really into my true account stuff right. from. Uh, people who've served and then written written books of it. There's an MP, I can't remember his name, it's really rude to me, He's, he was a captain, um, he is the MP for Plymouth, I believe. Okay. Um, in the London Bridge terror attacks, that happened, he was the MP who ran across the bridge to help people. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, and he was a commander, I believe. Okay. I think I heard about him actually on the news um, and stuff, yeah. Great bloke. His book is called We Were Warriors. Right. Brilliant book. Um, there's another one by a guy called uh, Kim Hughes, who was a staff sergeant. He was an uh, EOD expert, right. so he def- he defused bombs. And um, again, 
brilliant book. But they they talk a lot about stuff and how you just it's the mindset is unreal and and it is modern warfare almost has come to a point where those countries so we're so more much more advanced the way we fight wars now is insane however they're so basic mm. i mean kim hughes's book is called paint in the sand which is uh to do with the brushes that the bomb disposal experts use and they look like they're painting the sand i see and they're actually brushing the sand away from an explosive device i only know that stuff from hurt locker <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um he does go on about hurt locker actually oh, in, yeah. the, in the book it's a great movie um like he compares it to to the daily routine of what it's really like and what the film is like. Yeah. Um. But he's you know they they'll uncover something and it's like bits of biro pen and a palm oil container and some chemicals and they've made a bomb in the shed. Mm. And the people planting these are farmers and people who run market stalls and bakers. Mm. And the problem is, it's the civilian population is there embedded in that are people who one day are selling something to NATO soldiers mm. and the next day trying to blow them up. Yeah. You you would look at <coughs> you would look at um a Taliban fighter and you'd know he's a Taliban fighter because mm. he's got an AK forty seven on him and he's shooting at you from across the dusty field. Yeah. The next day, you know, you've fired loads of rounds, you've called in a helicopter, you've dropped smoke, you've had mortars launch off from from a nearby base and checkpoints and stuff like that. You've had an armed convoy come out to rescue Billions of pounds spent for one guy firing 10 rounds at the end of the field. Yeah. The next day, that same guy is in the village shaking your hand because he knows he tried to shoot you, you don't know who he is, and it's all hunky-dory for him. Mm. But you can't... That mindset can't be stamped out. Mm. You can never wholly defeat it. Obviously, the Taliban were supposedly beaten. They're still around. Yeah. They're just not the biggest, baddest guy in the area anymore. Yeah. IS is. Yeah. So... Now the focus is shifting onto them. Yeah. And um, the Kurds in Turkey are a terrorist organisation. They are classified all over the world as a terrorist organisation. Kurdistan and the Kurdish region in the Middle East now were the the backbone of the fight against ISIS. The Iraqi army ran away at first. Um, Syria was in a shit state and completely overrun. And ISIS invaded Kurdistan, the, the region of the Kurds. And the YPG and the YPJ, the Kurdistan army... Um, they fought back, halted an ISIS advance across a swathe in the Middle East, and have slowly been taking ground, pushing them back, and killing these people. Now, they're classified as a terrorist organisation just because, and I think Turkey is a horribly corrupt country, yeah. but the Turks don't get on with them in their own country. Yeah. There is, you know, sort of internal civil warfare, almost, if you like, yeah. between the Kurds and the Turks. So the Kurds in Turkey are treated horrendously. And. So, where 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 do we stand? Because we offer airstrike capabilities and technological, and I'm pretty sure funding to the Kurdish army. People in this country go out to help fight ISIS. Yeah, there was another book called Fighting ISIS about as a builder. He was one of the first British people to go out and fight. I think, and he sold up his entire office, sold his house, his business, his van, his gear, all sorts, and he bought loads of combat equipment. And he went out and he bought a gun, and he was trying to fight ISIS. And help the Kurds. And um, where do you stand? Because that's two essentially terrorist organisations fighting each other. Mm. What are you supposed to do? When the dust settles and ISIS has been defeated, what are you going to do to the Kurds? You're going to turn around and go, right, right, you know there's bombs we're dropping on ISIS, we're now going to drop them on you. Mm. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. And the societies they're setting up behind their front lines are great. Mm. They've got men, women, 
and like four different types of religion all on a council running a city. That is almost unheard of in that part of the world. Yeah. If you're not a Muslim man, you're not in control. If you're not an Arabic man, you're not in control. Yeah. Whereas there, they've got women, men, they've got Arabs, they've got Muslims, they've got Christians, they've got Jews, all sitting on councils running these cities. Yeah. Incredible. Because it's the mind, it's the world they're trying to create. They're trying to, they're actually really pushing to create a better world. Mm. Brilliant. However, it's going to come to a point where they're going to be told, no, no, we still think you're terrorists. Time to do something. And, Unfortunately, that will create a mindset of extremism. Well, that's the thing. It's one of those things where when people... When you start talking about um, world politics, especially some of the wars and stuff, it's it's so fucking messy. It's There's, there's not a right answer, you know? Because there really it's, isn't. It's one of those things where if you said, okay, let's go back in time, let's... Uh, with the Obama administration, for example, let's <laughs> say Obama never dropped a single drone... never did a single drone strike mm-hmm. ever, okay? Now... A lot of people who are really against the drone strikes and stuff would say, oh, no, that would make everything better. And it's like, and a lot of people for it would say, no, it would make everything worse. And it's like, we don't know because you can make the argument for and against. And I, for me, they both are kind of equal where, yeah, if we keep bombing them, it could end up, there could be these people, or there are these people who are civilians who are... Yeah, you're, ter- you're honest, turning them yeah. into bad people almost because they want some yeah. sort of retribution. But then if you don't bomb any of um, ISIS or anything like that, they are going to keep growing and then... Yeah then they're going to grow anyway. And it's like, yeah, and some people go, okay, well, if they're going to grow anyway, then don't bomb innocent people. It's like, but it's not that simple. The problem is we only, at the moment, the only clear options are really, there's only like two options, which is either bomb them or don't. You know, there's there's a yeah. bit more to it than that. But in a general, in this example, let's just say, yeah, layman's terms, bomb attack, or don't. don't attack. And yeah. it's like, well, if we don't attack, they're probably going to grow and we're going to seem weak. And if we do attack, we're going to kill loads of innocent civilians and also turn loads of people. And it's like, but if we don't also, ISIS are going to kill people as well anyway, yeah. because, you know, there's like, um, especially with uh, homophobia in, um, obviously, in the Quran and stuff, it says about uh, being homosexuals mm. wrong, and the general thing of, um, in a lot of Islam is, much like in you know, Christianity and Catholicism is, homosexuality is wrong. So there was like members of ISIS mm. chucking, you know, hom- um, homosexuals <clears throat> off rooftops. Be- yeah. Because, and it's like, we can't let that happen, but we don't want to bomb people who are, who are civilians. It's just mm. like, People who act like they know the answers are just so full of shit because it's such a massive clusterfuck of complicated things. Yeah. When you have religious extremism mixed with hundreds and hundreds of different cultures, all slightly twisted from each other, you know, you've got like um, a lot of the <clears throat> a lot of those Asian countries where they have got a lot of Muslims living in there, mm. but you've got like the different sectors of the, the Muslims, and I'm unfortunately not as well uh, adverse and not as knowledgeable about them as I should be. Uh-huh. But you know, you've got. There's there's parts of um, Asia where you've got like the Jewish population and you've got some of the Christians and you've got the Muslims mm-hmm. and they're all like fighting against each other all the time and always there's big civil wars going on. Everyone's hating each other and there's <clears> so many people who are like second class citizens because of their religion and the only way we're really going to be able to go forward, which I think really like baby steps, we're doing like like two steps forward and then like one point nine 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 steps back <laughs> basically every like decade or well, not every decade but maybe let's say every like couple of years we're, we're getting slowly closer and closer to the right place but the the art the problem is is everyone having uh been too full of their own ideas yes the problem is is that for some reason at the moment hopefully this will change you can't have like large groups of people who have different either religious or otherwise other ideologies living amongst each other because for some reason people can't just be okay with that you know on a small scale it works but as soon as you take it onto almost a countrywide scale, you're going to have a problem. Yeah. Like, I'm religious and you're not. Yeah. We've got on for years. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't cause a problem. However, if you take all the Christians and 
Muslims and the Jews. If you take all the religious people in the country and all the non-religious people in the country and got them in one giant ass room, they would there would be a fight. Yeah, a fight would break out because they'd start talking about it, and they go, "You're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong." And someone would get on the soapbox, mm-hmm. and it would it kick off. If you take two of them, one religious person, one non-religious person, chuck in a room, they can maybe have a conversation. Yeah, but you just as soon as you get things on a big scale, it goes a bit to shit. It's the gr- it's the group mentality. It's the yeah. mentality. When you get a large group of people, you get the. Um, I can't remember what the exact term is. It's really annoying because I use it quite often when I'm not recording, so I sound like an idiot now. But it's um, it's when you you don't a diffusion of responsibility. Yeah. That's what it is. Because when, yes. when there's like ten of you, if, if one person is doing it wrong, and then two people, then if if there's like all of you are doing it wrong, you're all equally kind of not in the wrong. If, yeah. if if you're the first person in a big room to stand out and do something, everyone's gonna notice you. But if everyone around you is doing something and you do it as well, you're just part of the mob. You exactly. get the mob mentality. You you don't feel responsible for it, and it's all these sorts of things. And with like with religion, as obviously you brought it up, because you're a Christian and mm. I'm I'm an atheist, but I, my my spiritual and religious views and ideologies are changing uh, a little bit. But um, I still don't generally believe in uh, a deity. I believe... Mm. What I'm kind of coming to believe is as a a universal mm. consciousness of everything alive is, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be plants, humans, anything on this planet, there's a big consciousness um, in a sense. Like, that's why when you're in... I believe when you're in like, the forest, you just kind of... You feel connected in some way. Yeah. Because life is like that, you know? But... You know, what happens is, it happens with just even, you look at America um, primarily with um, a lot of the college campuses and stuff, where you uh-huh. get like the left versus the right, you know, and as I've said, you're, you're more right-leaning and I'm more left-leaning, but you get these people who are like, I'm on the left, and anyone who doesn't have my views is a Nazi, and then you get the people on the right who yeah. are like, anyone who doesn't show my views is a hippie, and it's just like, we have to, we have to be able to have these conversations where we can discuss things without people getting so attached to their own ideas that they use violence you know you can't using violence will not solve these issues obviously when it comes to in large scale military things when there's ISIS and stuff that's a completely different kettle of fish but with the religious thing you're saying all those people if you separated all the um all the religious people and all the uh, if you if you manage to get all the religious people together and put them into their groups and put all the uh, atheists together into their groups and then put them in a room as these groups obviously there'd be a lot of conflict but what we need to do is when we have like uh, policies of say Britain and stuff, mm. we need to have it where people who are atheists aren't gonna uh, like chastise or ostracise anyone who is religious, and people who are religious aren't gonna repress anyone who mm-hmm. is homosexual or anything like that. Like I don't, I've all, I've said this. I don't mind if you're Christian, Catholic, Muslim, anything like that, as long as if you're if you're okay with even if you're not fully okay with homosexuality even if you think homosexuality is disgusting which I uh-huh. you know I obviously do not agree with that but if you think that as long as you don't vote to make it so that homosexuals have no power yeah then okay if you in your mind like this is, this is maybe a controversial thing but say in your mind if you're really racist and you think that all immigrants are awful people and they should go home or anything like that which obviously I do not believe in mm-hmm. but if you really really believe that if you don't act upon it, and if you say you're, uh, say, a boss in a company, and you would still hire someone who is um, of a different nationality, and yeah. because not because you know, oh, I need one extra person here for diversity. If you interview ten people and this one person is the best, and they happen to be foreign, fine, whatever. You, we need to look at people's merits as opposed to where they come from and their ideologies, you know. And we need to have a thing where, when policies in England are done, we don't have religious um, sort of ideas twisting what's yeah. the right thing to do and 
we're slowly getting to the right place but you know there's people like you who I really appreciate where you are a good person to talk to about these sorts of things for well, the reason why they have a chat with you because yeah. you know, you're on the right more so and also you're Christian whereas I have different views to you but we can have these normal conversations yeah. where we don't get each other's throats all the time well, the thing about is, it. it's just having an open mind I mean my my take on and it is a take because faith is a very personal thing but my take on Christianity is is very open I, I do believe in God I do believe in the story of creation and all that sort of stuff that doesn't mean you can't believe in in science, yeah, the two can marry up quite well. Yeah, yeah. But well, the main thing I will say is just interject is just the one big thing that splits everyone, and everyone gets really split on, is the first thing because the atheists will go, "It was the Big Bang," and then a lot of Christians or Christians will go, "It was God." It's like, well, as I said, I don't believe in a one all-powerful deity, but mm. there is. If you said, you know, if I found out somehow they could prove it that there was a God and He caused the Big Bang. Exactly. Well, that, well, that you know that, that makes sense. Both exactly. both of them work then, you know. And you can have that. You can have all these sorts of things. And a lot of the stuff in the Bible, like a lot of it, is with certain things like Adam and Eve and whatnot. I'd say that's more of a, a metaphorical sort of thing in stories. But with Jesus, you could say either some of that may have been. You can argue some of it may have been translated um, imperfectly, or you could even say yeah. some of it did happen. There was a superhuman sort of being uh, two thousand years ago, or whatever. Or you could say it's all metaphor and. The, all I look at it is, it doesn't. It doesn't matter how you interpret it. It matters how you act upon. It, you mm. know, you have never shown any signs of being a bigot or a homophobe or anything like that. So, in a non-rude way, I don't care what you believe because it doesn't matter. Because I don't a good care person. what you believe. Yeah, it's, the th- it's you're exactly a good person, that. You know? it's, it's like it's been said before. It's no saying. It's one of my favourites. Opinions like ourselves. Everyone's got one. Doesn't mean I want to see it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I Christianity tells us that homosexuality is wrong. Equally, Christianity tells us that God created man in his own image and to be as he will. Yeah. So... I love that neighbour as well. Ex- yeah, and some... Take it too far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> really, really love your neighbour. <laughs> um, but, so, God creates mankind. Mankind decides to be homosexual. God will... A God and religion will tell you to beg forgiveness for that. And that it's wrong, and that you should, you know, you should pay for your sins in some form. However, if you have lived to the letter of the Bible and Catechism, and you are a good person, you give alms to the poor, you go to church, you help whenever you can, you're you're a good Samaritan. You're not just going to go to hell because you were homosexual. Yes. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, people, people there is. There are stages of hell, there's heaven, there's purgatory. Mm. Purgatory is where you go to pay for your sins before you go to either heaven or hell. Mm. So, yes, you know, in the religious sense, you may have to go suffer a little bit because you're a bit bad and then get heaven. Mm. You're a little bit bad because you lived an incredible life, a very kind life, but you did like men, so off you go to purgatory before you can come into heaven. It's not like people confused with heaven and hell. There is There are stages in between and it is up to every person to make up their own mind how they do it. Mm. I am a Christian. I have a strong faith. However, I am not great at practicing my religion. I go to church way, 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 way less than I should. Mm. I, my views and my take on the world are quite modern, even if they're a little old-fashioned sometimes. But they're they're a more modern view than you're, religion you're more would of a generally put into. Traditionalist, as opposed to yeah. yeah. I mean, tradition and religion also should you shouldn't have premarital sex. I do. <laughs> I, 
Oh, oh no! Oh yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I don't think it's going to send me to hell. Mm. But equally, you know, I, people say you shouldn't pick and choose faith. Faith is a thing. I do. Mm. It is. It is a thing. I like to believe in God. I believe in the story of creation. I mean, I, I, in my mind, I marry up well with science, and I believe there is a connection between the two. Um, you know, I don't think you should have kids before you're married. Mm. That stems from not having sex before you're married. Yeah. I'll take that bit. Mm. I don't want to have children before I'm married. But again, that's my personal opinion. I'm not saying you can't. Mm. I'm saying I wouldn't. Well, it's one of those things where I, <clears throat> I personally, with, with me, um, my own opinions on marriage is marriage to me does isn't valued in the same way that it was and no because of my family especially like i think there's only one there's only one member of my family uh, that has only been married once do you mm. know what i mean like so for my own personal experience especially marriage isn't as like my mum i think uh, she's on she's getting married again soon she's on her uh, third marriage I think mm. the first time she was really young she got married it wasn't right second time was to my dad who obviously passed away and now she's with some uh, another person who's called Ant and he's lovely um, and it's like if you want to get married then you should go get married if you don't want to get married don't get married exactly. your, if it means something ideas, to you crack on well your ideas though your your idea of um, you should get married uh, before having kids isn't like the cold cut of you can't it's more so you should know that you want to be with this person so much you're willing exactly to commit that. your life to them then once you've done that you're ready to have children because kids are an even bigger set than marriage like if you if, if you can't handle like being married how the fuck are you going to handle mm. children so that's kind of all of your ideas you're like a modern traditionist yes. is all of your ideas stem from a degree <clears throat> even if you look at it from a different perspective it's just it's almost logic you know mm. and with your thing with God and stuff one of the things I think of uh, especially recently has been um, obviously as I said I'm not a religious person um, but what I'd like to think which would be a really nice thing obviously I'd love to believe there's a heaven <laughs> excuse me I wouldn't like to really believe there's a hell to be honest but um, I would like to believe that you die and if you're not good enough then you just get born again and mm. then you just keep trying until eventually you're good enough or maybe you're just always being born I don't know no you know yeah. one of the things that I'd say um, to all religious people and everything is the one thing that everyone can agree on is there's at least one life we know mm. we know for a fact that this life we're living now yeah we know that exists. Now, the afterlife and stuff, we can believe what you want, you can think what you want, but no one fully knows, okay? And so what we should do is live this life as the best as we can, but that includes being as good to each other. Yeah. You know, I believe in a lot of the... Like, I was um, I was raised... My parents... My dad was agnostic. My mum pretty much was agnostic. She only prayed when it was like... She didn't necessarily believe in a God, but when things were really bad, she'd pray. Same, sort of yeah, same as my mom. She likes to believe in something. She yes. She's not particularly religious. Yeah. She's not particularly spiritual, but she likes to believe in something. Exactly. It's comforting to occasionally do that. Yeah, and I, w I went to a Catholic primary school, um, so I learned quite a bit about religion. And, uh, mm. you know, as you can see, obviously, as you've known me for a while, I always wear a, say, Christmas pendant, you mm. know, which is quite ironic for an atheist. But, yeah. Um, you know, my dad, my dad always wore one, so, um, and I've actually got his one upstairs, so when I have a kid, I want to give it to them, and it's like a good luck charm my dad always had and stuff. And, um, one of the things that I did find from the, a lot of the religious teachings <coughs> was that, you know, the whole, the core ideas of it, which is love thy neighbor and all that sort of stuff, they're the important things. And what's happened over the, the hundreds and thousands of years and whatnot has been people who are greedy with power have twisted the words that were, like, I, I do believe that when religion was created, Obviously, a lot of it was created and twisted to control the masses, and some of that was yeah. needed because thousands of years ago, people they need. Like, it's, I compare it to children. 
Two thousand yeah, years ago, you need structure to keep people in check. Yeah, with children, you can't just have, expect children to be good. You, because no, yeah. even though a lot of children are very innocent, you can't just expect them never to lie and expect them never to steal because they don't know better. You have to teach them about punishment mm-hmm. and reward to a degree, and then they, as they get older and they learn a bit more and their brains develop and stuff, they realise, oh, if I'm good, because before they get empathy. They, they just are selfish because that's what humans are. And once you learn about empathy and you become empathetic or empathic and stuff, you're then like, oh, I want to be good to people because I feel good helping others. But before you have that, the only way to teach someone is you do good things, we'll reward you. And that's how I found religion was. Because when we didn't know about the universe and everyone, it was almost a bit of chaos and stuff, you know, no one really knew anything and there was no laws or no rules. You had to tell people, look, Stop murdering and raping each other. And they're like, why the fuck should we do that? It's like, because you're going to burn forever. That, that yeah. was needed. Yeah. That was necessary. Like, Live I- a good life, get a happy afterlife. Exactly. Live a bad life, go to hell. Yeah. And I, I like to think that... It's a way of keeping people in check. Exactly. And I, as I said, even though I'm not religious, I try and be as good as I can to everyone I know because, in a sense, that makes heaven on earth a bit. Because if you're good... Yeah. If everyone was good to everyone, it's brilliant. But you notice when there's people who are horrible to people all around them, they're just miserable. Mm. You know, people who have this toxic vibe to them, they're just miserable people, you know, yeah. it's awful. And I also find the nicest people, or the happiest people you meet, are the people who are the most altruistic, who want to help Yeah, very most. selfless and giving. Yeah, and in the last few years of my life, uh, especially when I moved away from home and I've had a lot more freedom, where I've been able to, obviously especially driving as well, just doing little things, giving people a lift or helping yeah. people move. These little things, I, you know, it's like, oh, an hour of my day or two hours of my day goes to... Um, helping this person but that small amount of joy that I bring them makes uh-huh. it worth it you know yeah and I, I really believe that I really like the idea of religion I really do but too many people who they thought what they do is they twist some of the beautiful teachings of uh, Jesus loving each other and stuff and what they do is they they twist it and pull things out and there's like the whole bible like if we say just <clears throat> the new testament for example the majority of that is be good to each other that's, yeah. that's like 99% of it and then there's the odd line, which is, you know, a man who lays with another man must be stoned. That's in there. But mm-hmm. a lot of people say the, the interpretation of that, even back then, was that uh, women at that time were seen as second-class citizens, okay? And it's, I think it's the, the quote is something like, uh, if a man lays with a man as he would with a woman, may he be stoned or something. Yeah. Well, a lot of people believe that back then women were seen as second-class citizens. And what I was actually saying was, don't treat women, don't treat your fellow man like you treat a woman, because men are better than women in that sense. Yeah. So if you look at it from that perspective, that completely wipes the whole... Exactly. Whole and even and that was just because 2,000 years ago, people didn't know better about men and women and stuff. So it's yeah. just like, people have the wrong interpretation. And then there are some people who, are with homosexuality, okay, I'm fine with people being gay or trans or anything like that, okay? But with 100% honesty, if I watch two dudes full-on make out, that makes me kind of uncomfortable. Just like if, not like in a room, you know, I mean like if I had to watch a screen with two dudes making out or two dudes fucking... I don't want to see that. Just yeah. like two gay dudes don't want to see two straight people fucking or two women fucking or anything. It's like that. And what some people do is rather than going, I'm not really into that, but I don't mind. What they do is they go, I'm not into that, therefore they shouldn't do it. It yeah. disgusts me. It's wrong. Look, it's in the Bible. We've got this thing. Yeah. God says it. And then it's just all this fucking, it's your own your own insecurities and your own issues and they project it and they use yeah. the religion as this this veil over it. And it's that's what it's exactly like. that. I mean, obviously it takes a, historical sense but the crusades mm. the first crusade was started by a man who wanted power and who wanted money and who wanted the gain and who wanted the holy land yeah and he gathered the masses for this great religious cause but in reality he wanted mm. and not because 
he wanted to glorify God because he wanted he yes. wanted power he wanted this so it kicked off the crusades a huge bloodletting ensued now with ISIS and stuff like that religious extremists that man thinks it's, you've got Muslims all over the world who they they say these men are not Muslims this is not what Allah wants mm. this is wrong this is not our religion yeah Whereas the people in ISIS go, yes, this is exactly what our God wants. He wants us to kill you people. No, no, he doesn't. You think he does because you interpret it. Yeah. Interpret, interpret it how you will, but don't put that onto other people. Mm. Don't project your opinion onto someone else to the point where it can damage their life. Yeah. Whether it's their mental health, their physical well-being, just how happy they are in the day. I don't walk around going, oh, hi, yeah, how you doing? You're going to hell. Yeah. You know. It's just not what I do. I may think that, like, people throwing trash out of their car. Mm. That really, really gets me. Mm. It drives me mad. I mean, I was I was parked up in my van one time, and some kid was walking past with his girlfriend. He dropped a candy bar wrapper on the floor. Yeah. And I put my window down, and as he got left, I just went, Oi! Go and pick up a little shit. <laughs> and really embarrassingly for him, he went and picked it up. His missus must have thought he was a loser, or they both thought it was an arsehole. Yeah. Either way... What you're doing is wrong. Littering is wrong. Yeah. If he'd have spat on the floor, I'd have gone, ugh, mm. horrible. Yeah. But I wouldn't have shouted at him. Well, that doesn't, it's it's what's he going to do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, there's some spit on the floor. It's a bit disgusting. Yeah. But it's caused no harm. Yeah, exactly. Littering will cause harm. Yeah. It's not going to degrade. It can cause harm animals. It, you know... And if I leave, if I let that go, what's letting another bit go? And another bit, and another bit, to the point where we're all wading around in ankle deep in shit. Exactly, yes. Whereas, a bit of it's going to dry in the sun, it just doesn't look very pleasant to see it. Mm. There, is, there is a line mm. between right and wrong, and then between people's opinions moving that line. Yeah. And if your opinion makes you think that, then that's fine, just don't let it impact this. Mm. Like, with the trash and the spitting thing. Yeah. It, it's you know it's, it's, it's a it's weird it's line, a weird way of comparing it, but, but it's, yes, it's where the line yeah. is. It's just yeah. a, you know if someone's being gay in their own home, that's not a problem. Yeah. It doesn't affect anyone. If someone's gay, whatever, that's not a big deal. But then if someone's being an asshole to someone else, mm. you know, there's two parts. Say the two parts of the Bible. One is don't be a dick, essentially, and one's don't be gay. Well, being gay doesn't affect anyone, so who cares? But being a dick yeah. to people actively negatively affects people's exactly. lives. So don't do that. You know, I just think one thing that was. Um, I was thinking of is um, humans, we're, we're quite arrogant, and I've especially been arrogant, uh, especially in the past, um, <clears throat> um, is we like to think we know everything, unfortunately. And one of the things is, uh, by the way, whenever, uh, we've been talking for quite a while. No, no, so you carry on. I was going to say, if you ever, if it gets a bit too um, long. No, no, carry know, on. Um, I like to think in, in an idealistic way is that every religion, as well as all the science we have, are um, jigsaw pieces to mm. an image that we just, we can't comprehend yet. Yeah, you know, we are so infantile with our knowledge of everything. You know, we yeah. really don't know much about anything. Like every one new thing we find out, we find out another twenty things we don't know. And that's yeah. that's how I find when I get older. I mean, I think I've used this analogy before uh, on the podcast, but I'll say it again. It's much. We are much like um, when, when teenagers. You know, teenagers know it all. Uh, uh-huh. Especially I was <laughs> fucking terrible. Yeah, know it all. same as that. Yeah, and um, because what it is is. I use this metaphor of when you're a child, you see this door and you, you can't open it, you can't do anything with it. And then what happens is you get tall enough where you can look through the keyhole. Uh-huh. And then you look through that keyhole and because you can see a glimpse of what's in there, you think you know everything about that entire room. Yeah. You think you know everything. 
And that's what a lot of people have with life in general, and that's what teenagers have. And then what happens is when you become an adult, you can actually open the door. You don't necessarily go in the room, but you open the door, and then you look at it all, and you go, oh, it changes. Fuck. Yeah, the chair I thought that was there is actually painted on. The lamp I thought is actually not a lamp, it's a fire. Exactly, it's <laughs> just like nothing there, like the tiny glimpse that you see that you're so sure of, it changes your complete perspective. Yeah. And I like to think that Every every part of religion, or not every part of religion, but the the main benefit part, beneficial parts of religion, as well as a lot of the science and stuff, uh-huh. you can all they can all uh, culminate to make this one thing. It's like um, uh, there's that I don't know how much South Park uh, you've seen. Have you seen pretty much most of it? Or uh, no, a few episodes randomly because I used to watch it on and off. It was on TV. I watch it, but oh, I've, okay. never, I've never sat down and watched start to finish. Oh, which I really 20, should. I've got all twenty. Seasons I really should do that. Uh, well, you can borrow them anytime. But there's two episodes. I'll have to watch it with you at some point because um, we watched those Game of Thrones ones the other day. As well. Incredible, yeah, amazing, absolutely incredible. Well, there's there's two episodes. Still can't get the Wiener Wiener song out of my head. Wiener Wiener. wiener Especially wiener. as my ringtone is the Game of Thrones. <laughs> so every time it goes off, I go Wiener Wiener Wiener. Floppy and, Wiener. Uh, yeah, I just, nice it's terrible. It's, it's terrible, great. especially when you try singing it along, and then you realise you're actually in a customer's house, and like, oh my god, <laughs> you know, there's this poor little old lady just hearing me sing Wiener around the hallway. You know? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but there's an episode of South Park. There's a two-parter, and it's called uh, Go God Go. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's called. And uh, Cartman basically he's waiting for the N- Nintendo Wii to come out, and he mm-hmm. freezes himself to get so he doesn't have to wait, and he ends up freezing himself and going like I can't remember how many years into the future. It's like ten thousand years into the future. <laughs> And um, this whole thing, <clears throat> the whole the brilliance of it is because Southwark is so clever. Is everyone's an atheist in this future? Okay, yeah. and there's three, and they're like, you know, we've banished religion. We know what's best, blah blah blah. And there's three factions of atheists. They're all fighting against each other because they the name of their atheist league are all different, and that's what they're fighting about. They're like the Allied Atheist Alliance is clearly the most logical one. No, the Allied Atheist League, and they're killing each other yeah. over something so minuscule. And that's it's hilarious that because obviously I think if everyone over was your a, belief that yours is more important than theirs, yeah, and it's literally just a word difference, and that's yeah. the same sort of thing. With all religions in, in general are saying relatively the same thing, and a lot of people believe that a lot of the core beliefs probably came from the same sort of thing, mm-hmm. and it's just over time it's translated and split off and stuff. And it's like you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, common, especially with numbers and stuff. Uh, in the podcast that me and um, Carla, we speak about this because she knows about this sort of thing a lot. And that episode, by the time everyone's listening to this, will be out. So go listen to that. A lot of numbers are common in a lot of the uh, religious texts. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, and like the uh, Noah's Ark, the Great Flood. You know, mm-hmm. That's been mentioned in a lot of religious texts and a lot of historical things have gone back and seen there may have been some sort of Great Flood of some mm-hmm. sort. And obviously... When the whole world, if the whole world floods and you don't understand it all, you may think it's a god. You know, maybe it was, maybe yeah. it wasn't. But you know, but um, <clears throat> at the end of this, uh, at the end of this uh, South Park episode, um, obviously, I won't spoil anything, uh, all of it or anything. But um, there's a bit where um, Cartman does something in the past and changes the future and stuff. Uh-huh. And what ends up happening is they the the way they stop all fighting and stuff, the atheists and all that sort of stuff is they say that the real, the true way we we don't fight each other now is because it's not atheism and it's not religion it's uh-huh. a mixture between the two between science and religion uh-huh. and when you put them together you get this equilibrium spirituality and that's the right way to go and that's kind of how I'd like to think about it you know uh-huh. that that's I I like to think of with um, when I was younger and you know people used to talk about heaven and hell when I was in my teenage years I used yeah. to go that's fucking impossible just straight away to know and even though the idea of a heaven and hell I still don't fully agree with there is a couple of things which is like, you know, uh, human consciousness, for example. You know, yeah. we, we don't still fully understand that at all, you know. 
And there could be other planes of reality in existence that we don't know, because quite frankly, we don't have the tools to measure them. I used this example before, but for a really easy uh, way to understand it, we can only see a certain amount of the light spectrum. We know yeah. infrared exists, we can't see it, and we also know the high-pitched frequencies of dog whistles exist, but we can't hear it. Now, if you go further than that, we, can, we have the five, we have more than five senses, but let's just say yeah. for ease of use, we have the main five senses of how we absorb information. Well, what if there is a sense that maybe nothing even on Earth has that is a way of communicating with other things, a way of seeing other things, but not physically seeing, but you know what I mean? Yeah. If we don't have that sense, there's no way for us to even imagine detecting it. It's mm-hmm. like, if you had a creature born with no eyes, you can't fathom seeing, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, with that idea, if there's these other planes of reality that we uh, can't tap into, we don't understand, we mm. don't know about, we can't even understand how we'd even think about those things. Because obviously a lot of science says about, there's the four dimensions, you know, the main three of up, down, and depth, because I'm terrible uh-huh. with this sort of And then the fourth is time, yeah. and the fifth is parallel. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of theories about alternative, uh, alternate universe theory, which is every decision creates uh-huh. a sub-universe with that alternate decision, blah, 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 sort of thing. And how do we know that there's not other planes of existence and reality, which maybe this is just one stage of it. Maybe when we die, maybe not necessarily reincarnation, but the degree of consciousness that we have goes on to this other plane of reality. Yeah. And who's to say that isn't reincarnation? Who's to say that isn't heaven or hell? Uh-huh. Who's to say there's a, it's just, it's quite odd that there's so many, uh, you go back through history and stuff and there's so many different things, different religions, different spirituality things. They, they often have similar themes of there's, there's a reality or there's these places that we we don't yeah. know about we can't there is it. something more that we don't fully understand and that there is a certain way to get there yeah be good get it be bad get something worse yeah well, it's, it's like being good to each other as well it gives that good intrinsic feeling doesn't exactly it? you know so I like to think that even though I don't believe in a heaven or hell um, that maybe consciousness may live on in other planes of reality and stuff mm. but even you know, one thing that I've always thought, even when, when I was an atheist, like a really strong uh, atheist and an <laughs> asshole, um, basically, basically milit- I, I think militant atheist is kind of the, the, the almost term. The term. Yeah. I mean, militant means to be violent, but I was never like that. But, yeah, you know, no. Kind of almost picking fights of uh, religious people um, due to me being a twat and having ego issues. But the way I, one thing I would always say, which I stick to now, is that what I'd like to believe is that even though. I don't believe in a god. And if I went up to... If I died and I got in front of uh, a being of some sort and he said, you know, you blasphemed me, you said you hated me, you did this, you did that, I'd like to think that if it is this being or these beings or something or this just giant consciousness that understands uh-huh. things, if it has this intelligence to understand or create these things, then they would realise, okay, well, you lived through this life, your dad died of cancer when you were young, you had this shit happen to you, you had that shit happen to you, so maybe that's why you acted in this way, and I understand that, <coughs> so blah, blah, blah. Or, yeah. right, yeah, you were, you know, you did blaspheme me, and you did tell me you don't fuck off, because I have told God to fuck off before in my, yeah. <laughs> in my past, but they would look at my life and go, but... You've lived a life which is your. You've been a good enough person. You know? Yeah. You've, in general, your existence on planet Earth has been overall positive. Yeah. And therefore, if I came up to a god and he said, you know, why do you, th- you know, you blasphemed me, and I'd be like, but I lived a good life. Do you not think that's worth it? Yeah. And in all honesty, if there was a god who valued being worshipped more than being a good person, I don't want to worship that kind of god. You no, know, and I don't exactly think a lot that. of people do. You know, I, I, I if you. There's, there's a lot of people who think that the 
the Christian God, because of the New Testament, the Old Testament, and obviously the mix of translations uh-huh. and all these sorts of other things, there's a God who is an egomaniac who just wants people to worship him or you burn in hell forever. Yeah. And then there's the God who's all about love and care. And what I like to think is the love and care God is the true God, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And the other God isn't a real God. It's just what people who wanted the control used to make people bend to their will. They'd yeah. say, God will punish you if you don't worship him. So it's not exactly you, that. It's not just that you can be a good person. You also have to worship God. Exactly and that. that. That's, the, that's what I think about, you know? That, in, and in fairness, that is also the way I, that my stance on my religion is. Yeah. I, you know, the Bible was written. Mm. It, it wasn't just there. Mm. God didn't just go, boom, Adam, boom, Eve, by the way. Here's my autobiography. This <laughs> yeah. is not what happened. No, exactly. It's it human. was written. Yeah. There is no doubt about it. And the church was created mm. by St. Paul, Jesus' you know, right-hand man. And the church is, is really funny because it can do great works. Mm. Great works. Yeah. Poor people get fed. Hungry, you know, hungry people are fed. Poor people are housed. It gives community to people. Exactly. As well. really exactly hope. that yeah. as well. The, you know, the hope and the, the energy they can create is, is amazing. However, if you look at the church historically, it's been a terrible thing. It's because you give people power. That's the problem. Exactly. Humans are so Power imperfect. is terrible. Yes. God's vicar on earth, the Pope, if you're a Catholic, yeah. um, is supposed to be all powerful. He's the representative of God on earth. Yeah. Now, in my opinion, that goes against your religion to say that you have God's power on earth. Mm. You are his representative. You do not represent him mm. in the slightest. You just lead his church to worship him mm. and to do good works in his name. Yeah. You don't you don't hold his power. You don't decide anything on his he hasn't gone ah uh, you know, you're in control of the doors, you decide who comes in and out. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not how it works. I mean, hundreds of years ago, I'd have been killed for saying this. Yeah. Because I'm saying that to worship God, I don't need the church. Yeah. And in theory, I don't. I don't need the church. To, I am I am a Christian. I, I do worship God. But I, I, like I said, I'm terrible at practicing it. I don't go to church anywhere near as, as, as often as God's should. God's all powerful, as they say. He should know that you still exactly. are a good person to worship him in your own exactly home. Exactly that. Mm. So, you know, I would like to be more involved with the church. Because mm. it's a good community aspect. Yeah. It's a good community thing. It is, you know, it can be a really good place to be. Yeah. I, I also like churches. I do I churches, fully believe, yeah. I mean, not only for the architecture, so that's, that's, that's what actually like what, that and, you know, some personal things is is where religion started for me because mm. I loved old buildings, loved history, churches, match made in heaven. I will literally. just say that the <laughs> side thing is that one of the things, like, regardless of any of my, uh, my tribes with uh, any religion, some of the mosques and churches I've seen beautiful, un- beautiful unparalleled buildings. levels of architecture mm-hmm. the uh, La Cathedral in um, in Spain in Barcelona yeah I've been there that's unlike anything I've ever seen I've seen um, there's someone I know went to um, they saw some of the mosques in um, oh, well there's some place in Asia I can't remember exactly where it was uh-huh. but some of them in the in, inside you see in- the way incredible the, it's, un- it's almost ironically as an atheist it's almost like saying that's so beautiful I can almost not imagine someone creating it without God's help because yeah. it's so hundreds of years ago and it's so complicated and complex and so beautiful and you're just like how did someone make that hundreds and hundreds of years ago exactly. no electricity it's fucking even on the flip side there um when we went when me and Lauren went to the Isle of Wight yeah 
Um, we took on the last day we were there before because we got a really early ferry there and a really late ferry back, so we got the whole day inside. Yeah, nice. on the last day we were there, we drove across the entire island to go to the church of St. Boniface. Mm-hmm. That was originally made in the 700s and then rebuilt by the Normans in the 1100s. Wow, and it's had things added and added. It's tiny. You can fit more than 30 people in it. Oh, wow. It's very simple. Thick stone walls. Yeah. There is a cross there carved from oak from a Flemish ship in the 1400s. Oh, wow. The, you know, the the stained glass was donated by um, a lord of the fleet in, uh, like, like a rear admiral of the red in the fleet in, like, Nelson's time and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And um, it is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Mm. Ever. And I felt completely content and happy and close to God in that place. Yeah. That doesn't mean you need church to worship, though. No. But it helps some people. And if it helps you, then it's a good thing. Yeah. However, like I was saying earlier, if you go through historically, the church has done some atrocious things. Oh, yeah. Even even to its own Christians. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But again, it's because a man wields that power. God, you know, there's people have said, oh, God spoke to me and I did this. Mm. Now, you can never prove that, you can never disprove it. Mm. However, when someone says, I think God would want this, I think you are wrong, sir, because you cannot, you, you can't, you can't read his mind. Mm. It's, it's like me saying, tomorrow, Mike, you're gonna want beans on toast for mm. dinner. Now I've said it, you might fancy it tomorrow. No. Equally, I can't say that and be sure and act on it and say that Mike also wants you to have beans on toast, so you're going to have it too. Yeah. It's, it's not going to work. Yeah. You can't know for sure what another human thinks, let alone this deity. Exactly that. That level of intellect. Exactly power. that. So, I mean, mainly to do with the church and stuff. So, crusades and... I mean, up until the 60s, homosexuality was illegal in this country. Yeah, that's... I find that... I've only found that out a couple of years ago. I was blown away. My parents were alive... Exactly. ...while homosexuality was illegal. Exactly. What the fuck? But laws historically laws have been written with religion of the country in mind yeah you know a huge amount yeah um and that that even carries on now like in the 60s homosexuality was gay why was homosexuality gay because it was declared a sin and this is a Christian country yeah historically was now it's a multicultural country and all that sort of thing but England as as an entity is a Christian country yeah it was founded on Christianity yeah um so like I say, even even that, the laws are still wrapped up in it. Mm. In a way, it's good because, like you were saying earlier, religion was almost like moral uh, compass. In a way. Yeah, yeah, a moral compass. For people and sadly, that is lacking in a lot of people these days. Yeah. So it's good that the laws are still tied up into that because it keeps it. However, it's also bad in the way that religion can sometimes does put opinion as fact. Mm. Homosexuality is wrong. No, no, we don't like it. Yeah. Or you don't like it. Or I think it's okay and you think it's terrible. It doesn't make it actually wrong. If you love another man, my kid's not going to get cancer. Yeah. That's not what causes that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, having the laws based around religion sometimes can be really bad. Mm. But in a way, to keep the moral compass there, like you said, that surely has got to be a good thing. Yeah, I totally agree. You know? And, um,. <laughs> we're getting in the two hour mark so we're going to wrap this up soon. it's getting quite late as well um, I was going to say the, the, one, of, one of the final points I'll say about uh, religion and that sort of thing is the way I see it is you know 
I've thought about this quite a lot, and I, I've said in the past I believe that if the world was completely without religion, then it may be a better place. And I'm I'm not sure. I don't think I stick to that. Uh, my own opinion on that right now, still. I mean, there's certain parts of the world where I think if there's no religion, it'd be a lot better. What I think is, instead of me thinking uh, there should be a world without religion or anything, what it should be is it shouldn't matter about religion. The the main thing that religion brings, which is the the most important thing about it, which is that. The thing is, as it, uh, the the world has become more and more atheist, what's lacking a lot is the community, mm. and that's what we don't get anymore. You know, when everyone went to Sunday church, you know, everyone in the local area, mm-hmm. you'd all go to Sunday church, you'd all know each other, you'd all talk to each other without the internet and without even electricity, that sort of thing. You all had to interact with each other because if a storm hit and everything <clears throat> fucked up, there'd be families that'd be freezing. You'd let them into your house. You'd all be a community. You'd all be helping each other. You're always more willing to help someone that you know yeah. than a stranger. Precisely. Yeah. If my friend comes to me and says, I need 100 quid, dude, there's 100 quid. Yeah. Don't worry about it. If a stranger comes to me and says, can I borrow 100 quid? Well, I don't know you. Why would I lend you 100 pounds? Yeah, you don't know them. You don't know... The religion brought the community together. The community was more likely to help each other and be a better community. Exactly. Because so- people were more likely to be friendly and help each other and do good things. Yes, and that's what's missing, I find. That with As we're becoming a more of a, a less religious um, sort of country and, and a lot of the Western world, I find that I, I want... Well, I'm happy for people to be less religious, you know, because as long as they're still good people, but what we need is more community, you know? Yeah, we definitely. need to... Instead of having the Sunday church, we should have more times of just more people, like Sunday mm-hmm. barbecues and stuff. And I think as time goes on, especially with the internet, it's kind of... Before the internet, it did this thing where um, everyone from like the ni- early 1900s, especially with the war and stuff, it started splitting people mm-hmm. apart. But I think that with the internet, especially more recently, it's slowly bringing people back together, especially people who have uh, more common uh, interests and grounds and stuff and believe in a lot of the same things and whatnot. And so what it's doing in the right ways is a lot more people are trying for that community. You know, a lot, mm-hmm. of, people are, a lot more people are going outdoors and stuff and trying to live life and stuff and have yeah. these memories you know the amount of experiences and stuff where people are climbing mountains people are going camping and stuff it's all starting to increase again because people are realising now with the internet with being able to talk to all these people people are realising oh there's more to it than just my little bubble Yeah, and we need we are little bubbles we need to have community we need to have all our little bubbles interconnected we need yeah. to have I think just the great thing to almost end this on is religion isn't evil greed and power of individuals twist beautiful things into stuff that can be used as a weapon and to oppress people which is wrong and what we really need is community and the true i find the true meaning of most religion really is just the love and you know love thy neighbor you know a lot of islam and a lot of um, in the quran and stuff it does say about you know all this beauty and majesty and stuff and it's like it's all about Humans are so imperfect and we're so fucked up, but we're equally so beautiful and so capable of doing such amazing things. And we need to focus more <laughs> on that and just be more human, you know? Yeah, exactly that, man. Cool. Well, it's been great talking to you, Dom. It's, it's been, been cracking, Fantastic, dude. yeah. Well, we definitely have to do this again. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. Podcast no part two. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We could talk about politics and stuff as well, innit? We didn't get onto that much, actually. Yeah, that is, is a rich area. We have, yeah, because we conflict on a lot of that sort of thing. So that's going to be mm. very interesting. Cool. Well, yeah, it's been great having you on, Dom. Thank you very much. It's been awesome, dude. And that's the end of part two. Thanks, as always, guys, for tuning in, especially listening right to the very end of the podcast. It is very much appreciated. Um, you can obviously review us on iTunes, which is always super appreciated, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and subscribe to us on YouTube and all sorts, all the other you know podcast apps. 
And next week, I've got a podcast lined up with my buddy Alex. Um, it's about an hour and a half long, so it's n- longer than the normal ones. And we'll say longer than normal ones. Longer than each part I normally release in. Um, but we do a t- basically movie breakdown of uh, 2017. So we just talk about all the movies we liked. We talk about the movies we didn't like. You know, We don't agree on everything, and that's all part of it. So next week's all about movies. And then I think after that will be my chat with Bradley, a good friend of mine. And, yeah, it's looking to be a great year of 2017, you know. Uh, well, actually, it's 2018 now, so fuck that up, but oh well. Um, it's it's going to be a great year this year because I've got quite a lot of podcasts lined up. And, obviously, last year I was just getting my footing, really. And it had only been, God, I think I started around september oh, Yeah, I think it was about September sort of time. So, you know, starting this year, I've got quite a few guests lined up, a lot of really interesting people. So, hopefully, you guys will enjoy it as much as I'm going to, you know. It's so much fun doing this sort of thing. And I, I really do appreciate every single one of you who listens, especially to the end. So, yeah, I hope you have a great day. I hope 2017 has been good for you. And I hope 2018 brings you everything you want. Except that, Tim, because that's weird as fuck. Anyway, see you guys later.